Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Churchill in a T-shirt. This is a compliment. Zelensky is like Churchill, yet he's wearing a T-shirt and he's all over the place and he's leading and everybody's impressed, right? And uh, well, you know what? I'm one of those people who's impressed to a point. Now, there's a lot we don't know about Zelensky. Like a lot of politicians, he ran on an anti-corruption platform. That's how you get attention in Ukraine. And guess what? They started accusing him of corruption. Unclear to me whether that has merit or not, but I'm not going to fall in love with this guy. Number one, the POWs over there are not being treated well. Russian prisoner after Russian prisoner is being paraded in front of cameras. Folks, this is against the law, international law and the Geneva Conventions. You're not allowed to do this kind of stuff. Still, Zelensky does seem pretty great. I mean, he's over there and people are excited. The last time people were excited like this, we had a governor named Cuomo. Remember him? He was everywhere all the time in the middle of COVID. Everybody was so impressed. Look at him. He looks great. He sounds great. He's providing leadership until they decided he's the worst person in the world, right? It happened like that. But boy, oh boy, it was fun while it lasted for him at least. It's the way that Andrew came in and just felt like a hero to us all. So Andrew Cuomo, I think, is almost the president of New York in this circumstance. Move over, LGBTs. There's a new identity in town. Cuomo-sexual. A new term for Empire State Governor Andrew Cuomo. America's favorite fella. All right. For the record, I never called him that. I never, I never succumbed to any of that. And here we go again with Zelensky. Maybe. I don't know. I am suspicious of overnight heroes. Cuomo, Zelensky, and even Putin. Do you remember for a while they were pushing Putin like crazy? Oh, my gosh. He's a genius. Oh, look at him. He's so strong, big, like ox. And the headlines were all over the place. <laughs> the, the establishment fell in love with this guy for a long time. Anyway, I am not going to go along with these narratives, uh, or at least I'm going to understand that it's a narrative and there's a damn good chance it may not be true. Now, looking at the battlefield in Ukraine, it does not look good for the Russians right now. They expect this to turn, but what is up with these folks? Uh, they're, they're not very good at fighting a war, are they? Uh, everyone says that they were expecting to just whip right in and take control, but... I had a feeling there were cracks in the armor of the Russians going back, well, 
going back to 2014. Now, first, consider this. Alcoholism is a big deal in Russia, and it's a big deal in the Russian army. We have reports of soldiers not on duty, but drunk while they're in Ukraine. One in five Russian men die in alcohol-related causes and mishaps. That's a big number. And in 2014, the Russian military, when they were annexing Crimea, shot down a Malaysian airliner by accident that was just flying in the area. The conflict between Russia and Ukraine may have claimed the lives of more than 300 innocent air travelers. A Malaysian Airlines jet flying from Amsterdam to Kuala Lumpur appears to have been shot down over eastern Ukraine, coming down near the village of Grabovo, near Donetsk. Ukraine said that its armed forces were not involved, fueling suspicions that Russian separatists may have been responsible. Always blaming the other guy. That happened and it may have been alcohol-related. Hey, I'm gonna say this for Joe Biden, at least he doesn't drink, at least he doesn't drink. You know, he took the weekend off again. Isn't that incredible? I mean, everything that's going on in the world, this is a job he wanted his entire life, first run for the presidency all the way back in 1987, and he can't be away from the White House enough. He left on Friday, came back late last night, off the helicopter, all the trappings of, presidential power, the house where he stayed, is it really as nice as the White House? What is it about this place? Why is he going there? And you know what? I think it's in violation of the promise that all politicians make, actually, but Joe in particular. I will make this promise today. Those families hurting across the country. I will never, 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 never give up this fight. Never. Give up this fight. The kind of thing that's so easy to say when you're campaigning. Never give up this fight, but I will take weekends off. What else? I never discussed international business dealings with my son, Hunter, even when he got that big lucrative job from Ukraine. No, ask about Trump. I did not talk to him about that. Sure, sure. Wild that Joe Biden wanted wanted Ukraine in his portfolio one of the most notoriously corrupt countries on earth. That's where Joe wanted to hang out. Very interesting. And oh, by the way, he, it's a given, it's understood. He talked about Burisma with his son. Take a look at this email, which has not been debunked. It's the real deal. Dear Hunter, thank you for inviting me to DC and giving an opportunity to meet your father and spend some time together. English is a second language. This is from uh, Vadim. Patsa Korazi, and yes, at the time he was a key advisor to the board at Burisma. So Joe is not good at this stuff. He's not going to get any better, and neither is his staff, unfortunately. Uh, this is Secretary Blinken. Uh, he's, uh, he blinks a lot. You're not supposed to blink. Even his name is Blinken. All right, maybe I'm nitpicking, but uh, well, you tell me, is this, uh, is this projecting American strength? Take a look. We've seen very uh, credible reports about the uh, the use of certain weapons. Uh, and what we're doing right now is documenting all of this, uh, putting it all together, uh, looking at it. All of us together are continuing to take steps to increase the pressure uh, on Russia through uh, additional sanctions, all of which are very actively under discussion. If he's un- unwilling to stop the aggression, uh, we're, we're going to do them. So we will look at each and every one, decide together with yeah. uh, our allies and partners 
what's most effective, uh, when we should do it, and uh, we'll, proceed, uh, we'll proceed in that way. Okay, we're taking steps. We are going to take steps. We're discussing. Not only are we discussing, we are actively discussing. We're going to do it. We're documenting things. All of this is weakness. And I think, quite frankly, there's a bit of a, a guilt complex going on here because Blinken and his boss, Biden, they've been together for a long time. Back in 2009, Joe Biden was pushing Ukraine membership in NATO. Guess what? That was considered very, very provocative. It's one of the reasons we're in the hole we're in right now, all right? One of the reasons why Putin is doing what he's doing. And take a look at uh, Mr. Blinken. This is something else. On that trip in 2009, in a briefing after the talks here, Anthony J. Blinken, Mr. Biden's national security advisor, said he hoped that Russia would view American policy as an effort to build a multi-partner world and to shore up the stability of the entire region. We're not trying to build our own sphere of influence, he said. The partnerships aren't being built against anyone. They're being built for the purpose of addressing common challenges that Russia also faces. But in classic Swamp style, he offers this as his get-out-of-jail-free card. I don't have any guarantee that's how it's going to play out. Interesting, right? And total Swamp. You know, something that the Biden administration has going against them and actually America in this situation has going against us. None of these guys, Biden, his secretary of state, his national security advisor, has any military experience. None. Zero. Um, I have a little bit. Actually, I have some in flying in no-fly zones over southern Iraq in 1998. We were enforcing the no-fly zone, and whenever I hear these people talk about, well, just establish a no-fly zone, it's very they're very simplistic in their approach, and they don't really understand what it entails. And enter Marco Rubio, Senator Rubio. He's very good when it comes to foreign affairs. He seems to know the ins and outs of no-fly zones. He's somebody to listen to. Are you and your colleagues now more open to a no-fly zone? You know, the, the look, a no-fly zone has become a catchphrase. I'm not sure a lot of people fully understand what that means. That means flying AWACS 24 hours a day. That means the willingness to shoot down and engage Russian airplanes in the sky. That means, frankly, you can't put those planes up there unless you're willing to knock out the anti-aircraft uh, systems that the Russians have deployed, and not just in Ukraine, but in Russia and also in, in, in Belarus. So basically, a no-fly zone, it, uh, if people understood what it means, it means World War III. He's right. He's right. Could be president someday. It's going to be a long time, though. It's going to be a long time. Keep your eye on Marco Rubio. And also, we remember that this would not be happening if Trump were still in power. It is obvious. And by the way, he was telling Europe, warning them, get off of that Russian oil and gas. He was saying it in early stages of his presidency. And they literally, literally laughed at him. Reliance on a single foreign supplier can leave a nation vulnerable to extortion and intimidation. That is why we congratulate European states such as Poland for leading the construction of a Baltic pipeline so that nations are not dependent on Russia to meet their energy needs. Germany will become totally dependent on Russian energy if it does not immediately change course.
here in the Western Hemisphere, we are committed to maintaining our independence from the encroachment of expansionist foreign powers. They laughed at him. That's the German delegation laughing at him. They should have listened to him. Angela Merkel and all of those leaders, they didn't like him. The diplomats, they couldn't stand him, but he was right. And American diplomats, oh, by the way, they just found his manner offensive. They were always pulling stunts, you know, objecting, petitions, uh, we object, walkouts, that kind of thing. They were sabotaging from within. I wonder how they feel right now, because instead of leading on this situation, we are following. You know, in the old days, well, what are we doing now? We're seizing yachts. Wow, that's really going to bring this to a close, right? We, we seized the yacht. There was a time in this country where we seized the hill and nobody messed with us, huh? I think those days are coming back. I'm not sure when, though. Stay with us. The fake news giving themselves all kinds of pats on the back for the job they're doing overseas. I am not impressed. You tell me. I'll be right back. Have you checked out the Newsmax Daily Podcast with me, Rob Carson? You get daily news, insightful commentary, and believe it or not, comedy. Check it out wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts or at NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast. All I can can say say is that that the fake fake news just just doesn't doesn't get get it, do they? They don't. And why would a guy like Bill Barr care what the fake news thinks of him Oh, and oh boy, does he. You know about his book, right? And now he's basically apologizing for having had anything to do with Trump. He says the election was totally fine. Trump was awful. I'm a nice guy. Please welcome me back. A very bizarre outing, uh, unveiling of this book. By the way, during the interview, during a network special that was on TV last night, Bill Barr is drinking scotch. I just found that incredibly odd. You drink during a network television appearance. That's weird, right? That's weird. And this is wrong, by the way. How The whole endeavor is wrong. And what he's saying about President Trump is also wrong. President Trump has talked about if he becomes president again, he would consider pardoning some of those who have been prosecuted uh, from the January 6th riots. What's your reaction to that? Well, I think it's a blanket statement that was irresponsible. The people who were shown to have been engaged in this breach, forcible breach, should be prosecuted. What President Trump said was perfect, actually. Um, I want to show you the horns guy. Now, Bill Barr just said forcibly, you show me where this man forced anybody, did harmed anyone, broke anything. Look, he shouldn't have been there but he didn't hurt anybody and he didn't break anything and he's gonna spend years in jail. Thank God President Trump said this. If I run and if I win, we will treat those people from January 6th fairly. We will treat them fairly. And if it requires pardons, we will give them pardons because they are being treated so unfairly. This hasn't happened to all of the other atrocities that took place recently. Nothing like this has happened. What that unselect committee is doing and what the people are doing that are 
running those prisons. It's a disgrace. It's a disgrace. We will treat them fairly and we will take care of the people of this country, all of the people of this country. What does Bill Barr have a problem with treating them fairly? They're obviously not being treated. And if it requires pardons, they'll think about that. Boy, I hope he runs and I hope he wins because those people deserve a break than this. People who know me uh, know I don't really care what people think about me. And I think that's one of the reasons uh, I was persuaded to take the attorney general job, because I wasn't looking for anything. I don't I, I don't have a future career. I'm retired. And uh, I felt I could just call him as I see him. And anyone who tries to satisfy win the approval of others is going to be compromised very quickly. Well, he wasn't retired when he took the job. He was working full-time as an attorney, a corporate attorney, making big money, by the way. Take a look. We have documentation. Let's see here. He won uh, $1.7 from AT&T. Uh, another receipt, if you will, from uh, the law firm of Kirkland and Ellis, $1.1 million. You know, he's only 71 going on 72 years of age. He's got a lot of uh, potential earning left in him. I think he wants back in the game. He's not retiring. He's not retiring. He wants back in. All right, folks, also have this for you. Another horrible attack on an elderly Asian person. This happened in Oakland. Take a look. Just awful, right? Loading her car. And this happens. Now, what is not happening after this? And anti-Asian hate is a real thing. You don't see Joe and you don't see Kamala. There they are going down to Atlanta because there was a, a crime against Asian people and they insisted that it had to be white supremacy, even though the FBI said it wasn't, local law enforcement said it wasn't. They didn't care. They wanted to stir racial strife. That's their MO. Horrible. Horrible politics, worse than politics, the lowest form. All right. Also this. Did you notice the guy in the parking lot had a mask on? All of the people committing some of the worst crimes in America right now, they're so COVID conscious, aren't they? They just want to uh, stop the spread with the mask. Those masks are here to stay for criminals. And that is a horrible, horrible legacy. Also this, I uh, saw this on The View the other day, some character, real oddball, uh, trying to get attention, and I guess it worked, and maybe I fell for it, but take a look. Some will say, okay, so are you arguing for throwing out the Constitution? Should the Constitution be thrown out? What do we do? Is it a living document, Is it a, or is it a sacred document? It's certainly not sacred, all right? The Constitution is kind of trash. <laughs> now, let's just, again, let's just talk as adults for a what second. What did you say? It's what? It's kind That's of trash. Trash. It was, it was written by slavers and colonists and white people who were willing to make deals with slavers and colonists. They didn't ask anybody who looked like me what they thought about the Constitution. I wouldn't ask this guy, anybody who looks like him, about anything. And you are a radical when Joy Behar suddenly looks like a reasonable person. That is uh, Mr. Meistal, and he's a bit of a, well, he's a nut. Uh, though somehow he graduated from Harvard Law School and he's black so he can write horrible things and <laughs> just get published and not get canceled. And here's an article that I could not believe. It came out last Easter. I am not ready to re-enter white society. How about that? Sorry. Uh, sorry about that, Ellie. 
Take a look. Uh, it goes like this. There was only one person standing outside of the CVS, a young black woman who looked to me to be no older than 16. He's, he's in his car waiting to pick up somebody's wife. Next, please. It says the black teenager ignored the woman as I teach my kids to do when strangers are shouting at them, but the white lady insisted. So what happened was a white lady drove up to the store and said, is this where they give out the vaccines? The kid clearly worked there. He doesn't say, and wouldn't answer. Goes on. He really doesn't like white people, especially white older people. Next graphic, please. Uh, I was supposed to speak up and what my children would think if they saw me getting in a shouting match with an old white lady. This is bad stuff. One more, I believe, maybe two. Did I fail to show solidarity with this young black teenager? Was I part of the permissive culture that has allowed that white lady to exist? Sorry for living. Remember that? That used to be a phrase. It was ridiculous, but it was a phrase. Now, I guess it's apt. All right, back over to Ukraine for a moment. The press, they really are giving themselves high marks for all their coverage. I'm not that impressed, actually. Sometimes you see images and you see what they say, and you see a gap between what they say and what is actually happening. This is a report on NBC News where I saw some of that. We have been to inside here. There are 2,000 cots outside even more people. When we were inside walking through, 2,000 cots, that's the official number. But as we looked, you would often see three, four people sitting on one cot. At times, it looked like family members. One person was sleeping while the other sort of kept watch, and then they would rotate out. All right, I'm going to nitpick a little bit here, but why not put the camera in there so we can look at the cots? But the scene that she's kind of surrounded, it, it, it's pretty conventional. I mean, it's not that intense. It seems like she wants it to be worse than it is. Most of the people who come here, they don't necessarily have family or friends in Poland. They don't know where they're going to go next. But here they have transportation buses that will take them to other cities in Poland or even to other countries like Germany going to Berlin or Czech Republic going to Prague. Every person here, they all have come from different parts of Ukraine, many of them from eastern Ukraine in some of the areas that are under the heaviest barrage of bullets of attack and they all have unique stories to tell and we have been privileged to hear so many of them she's laying it on a little bit thick don't you think and the transportation it's buses we've seen buses it's a parking lot i they did i i saw a busier a longer line this morning but continue Ludmila believes Ukraine will win this fight, but at 83, she fears this is the last she'll see of her beloved Ukraine. But it's so painful in my heart. Ah, yes, Ludmila. I saw this and it touched me. I saw it this morning. I also saw it a week ago. The same woman interviewed by the same reporter. They're still using this soundbite. Uh, this is March 2nd or 3rd. Take a look. I met one woman right about here who had crossed this morning. She's 83 years old. In my heart, it's painful. I'm, I'm missing Ukraine already. I want, I just want to cry. All right, I know what it's like to use a soundbite again, but you're surrounded by, uh, what, a million people, and you're going back to Ludmilla from a week ago. 
and there's heartbreak all over the place. Again, there's something wrong with this, I think. And finally, you tell me if the images match the words. We've been to six crossings on the Polish-Ukrainian border and have seen the best of humanity. Kindness. Bravery. It's not, it's not what she wants it to be. And that's a big problem. I give her credit. She's in Poland right there on the border. But um, this is a problem with the news. And this is why a lot of us see it as this isn't pure fake, but it's a little fake, right? It wants to be something that it's not. Stay with us. They're trying to dispar good lawyers who tried to help Donald Trump. Eric Bowling is back, and he's fighting big media, woke politics, and cancel culture. Every afternoon, Eric's new The Balance tells the truth and exposes the big lies. Watch Eric Bowling every weekday afternoon on Newsmax. So remember these guys, the Lincoln Project? They're still out there making trouble. A lot of Republicans, by the way, talk about rhinos. These folks are the worst. They only care about money and power for themselves. There's a new act in town. They call themselves the 65 Project. Look at what their mission is. To uh, disbar attorneys who work with Trump. The 65 Project is targeting 111 attorneys in 26 states who were involved to some degree in efforts to challenge or reverse the 2020 election results, including disbarment. Now, this is dangerous. This, This is not the American way. Everybody gets a lawyer. Murderers get a lawyer, okay? The president had valid, reasonable concerns about the 2020 election, and it was good that Rudy Giuliani and others helped them. But by the way, you know, they were so abused, and there was a a point in that. They didn't want other law firms joining Donald Trump. It's not on the merits. It is a game. It is a corrupt game. And now they're trying to take it even further. Disbar these folks. We can't let that happen. We're going to stay on this. The 65 Project, they cannot be successful. The Swamp, they love to lie. Oh, do they love to lie. Here's a great cut and dried example. Who remembers Anonymous during the campaign? An anonymous Trump administration official has turned on the administration and wrote an article for the New York Times. Tonight, the stunning letter published late today by the New York Times from someone reportedly inside the Trump administration. In the New York Times publishing this anonymous firecracker op-ed from a current senior official in the Trump administration. An anonymous senior official, according to the New York Times, in the Trump administration wrote that explosive op-ed. The most explosive was that New York Times op-ed by an anonymous senior official of the Trump administration. Wow. You know, there was all kinds of speculation. Who could it be? Uh, was it John Bolton? Was it uh, uh, John Kelly? Was it who the hell was it? Who could it have been? Some major player, right? You wouldn't do that for just anybody. They did it for just anybody. Some guy named Miles, 33 years old, I believe at the time, uh, had a staff job at the Department of Homeland Security, which employs about 400,000 people, including him for a brief period of time. Huh? 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 Are these liars or what? You saw what they said about that story. Oh, something else to keep our eye on. You know, Western companies are, well, pulling out of Russia. 
and they're doing it in a big way. You know, I, I, I'm a little bit concerned about this. I don't want it happening across the board. I really don't. I think it becomes a problem with Israel. You know, some companies are going to say we're leaving Israel now. I don't want them weighing in on foreign policy. I do notice, though, and a lot of folks have noticed that Coca-Cola is still selling uh, Coke in Russia. Now, do you remember when Georgia passed that voting law? What Coca-Cola had to say about that? Oh, holy God. They, they, they freaked out like the mob did. Now they're showing independence. But look at this. Let me be crystal clear and unequivocal. Uh, this legislation is unacceptable. Uh, it is a step backwards uh, and it does not uh, promote uh, principles we have stood for in Georgia. Georgia. Anyway, uh, I don't think he even read the bill. The bill is fine. And yet they weighed in like everybody else. And he said crystal clear. They all use the same terminology, crystal clear. Talking points. And oh, by the way, there's nothing crystal clear about Coke. It's horrible for you, too. Quick update on the, hate this, the fecal matter guy in New York City. This is horrible. He's about to smear fecal matter into this woman's face. Absolutely awful what happened. And it's even worse that he was arrested and they let him go after 45 minutes. Can you believe that? And he's a career criminal. They couldn't find a way to keep this guy in jail. Look at his past. I think he was arrested about 40 times or so, right? Um, Yeah, 40 times, three arrests released without bail. Now, (laughs) they let him go and then they rearrested him for something else. And then they let him go again. Again, you got to find a way to keep this guy. He's a threat to others and to probably himself. Now, if the judge can't do it, and take a look at this, whatever happened to contempt of court? Here he is in court. He's yelling his head off, joking about what he said. You see that? This is a blanky situation. Ha ha. Sneering to the Bronx judge. F-U-B-I-T-C. Yeah, you know the rest. Why am I still here? I'm blank and tired of it. I'm hungry, told the judge. I don't know that B-I-T, referring to the victim. Snapped at the jurist. You're talking to her, not to me. Blank you. Isn't that contempt of court? Please, contempt of court, right? Throw him in jail for 30 days. That's not that. Uh, that's not that. Do it. We'll be right back. This country was made by tax rebels, freedom fighters, gold seekers, believers, lovers, and true patriots. We're Newsmax. And we're their heirs, and so are you. Newsmax TV, real news for real people. Wow. Wow, did you see that? Is that guy okay? Who was that guy? All these videos from Ukraine. Well, the war rages on. How is this going to end? What's going to happen? An interesting idea. An interesting idea to consider. It comes from, actually, Richard Nixon in an indirect way. Richard Nixon, back in the early 1970s, uh, was in the middle of a somewhat analogous situation. We're going to learn all about it from Richard Nixon's grandson. And he joins us right now, Christopher Nixon Cox. There they are uh, about 30 years ago or so. And and here he is right now. Christopher Nixon Cox, welcome back to uh, Newsmax. How are you, sir? Very good. Great to be on with you, Greg. So, look, we know what's going on in Ukraine. 
Tell us a little bit about the analogy. I think the Yom Kippur War. What was your grandfather going through, and 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 how does it relate? Well, that was a very complicated time for my grandfather. October 1973, Watergate was starting to percolate. Um, the Saturday Night Massacre happened uh, during that month, and uh, the Arab states, backed by the Soviet Union at the time, saw an opportunity to attack Israel, which was a great friend of the United States and a great democracy of the United States. And of course, many people in Europe were afraid to back Israel, to support Israel with anything significant, such as weapons, because they were afraid that their energy would be cut off, their energy supply from the Middle East. Many people in my grandfather's cabinet warned him that if you support Israel, the Soviets will get involved and you'll start World War III and it'll be a nuclear war. Much of that sounds very similar to what we're dealing with today. But my grandfather made a very important decision. He said, we're going to back Israel with everything that flies. And he pushed through the bureaucracy when the bureaucracy pushed back and said, send everything to Israel, weapons, planes, fuel, whatever it takes. And that allowed Israel to turn the tide of the war against the Arab states. Now, of course, Golda Meir, you don't have to believe my opinion that that saved Israel. Golda Meir said that my grandfather was the greatest friend Israel had because of that airlift. And because the, the Israeli state was able to fight back against the Egyptians, that led to the peace accords, uh, the Camp David Accords in the late 1970s, and ultimately you had peace in the Middle East. And I think it's an analogous situation today with Ukraine. Very interesting. Now, but let me ask you this, and you know the world very, very well. You're an international businessman now and lawyer. It's a little bit very true. It's analogous. But if we were to do that in Ukraine right now, everything, if we gave them all the planes, everything we got, just back them a thousand percent, this is not Egypt. This is Russia. And it's a more potent out. What do you think your grandfather would have done in this in, in, if he were still here? Greg, you're a smart guy like I am. If a bully confronts you, what do you do with a bully? You punch him in the nose and a bully backs down. And I think that Putin and Russia are acting like bullies and they're much weaker than they think. How long has this 40 mile long column been stuck outside Kiev? It's been taking days and days and days for them to move. If, if Ukraine had several A-10s, we could wipe out that column in a matter of days. And the Russians know it. And the Russians know that if the U.S. gets involved, they're done. And that would embarrass Putin, and he would never let that happen. I think what we have to do is it's good for the United States to get involved. We need to heavily resupply the Ukrainians, give them the weapons they need to fight back. They certainly have the willpower. They certainly have the people to fight back. All their citizens are rising up. Heck, 20,000 foreigners came and volunteered to fight against the Russians. There are plenty of people. They need arms. And if they get arms and Russia realizes it's tangling with the best the United States has to send, they're going to have to find an off-ramp, and, and, and Putin's going to have to back down. And I believe, again, with a bully, you punch them, they back down. You know, Christopher Nixon Cox, boldness. It runs in the family. That is a bold <laughs> idea. And you know what? Hearing it from you like that and knowing about uh, what happened in the early 70s, who knows? This could work. Uh, Christopher Nixon Cox, and there you are with your grandfather. A brilliant analysis. We appreciate it. You can go to Newsmax.com and read Christopher's uh, terrific piece on this. Thank you very much. Thanks, Greg. We are going to Ukraine next. Stay with us.
look at it uh, every day. Uh, we see these videos every moment, actually, coming out of Ukraine. The war continues. The Ukrainians, though, are doing a magnificent job, it seems, defending themselves. And the president is all over the place all the time. They call him uh, Churchill in a T-shirt. And that is a compliment. There's really a there's something pretty amazing about him. We are joined now by Zviat Yurash. He is a member of the U Ukraine parliament. He is just 26 year old, years old. He is the youngest member of that parliament, and he is a member of the Servant of the People Party. That is Zelensky's party. And, uh, uh, sir, welcome to Newsmax. Uh, how are you? How are you holding up? Well, the battles are happening now outside of Kiev, just outside of Kiev. I just uh, returned basically from those battles, and it's very heavy. We are trying to keep our supply lines open to the west of Kiev, and it's not being easy, basically. Going there both to fight and to bring supplies is a challenge every day, but challenge we have to meet if we want to keep Kiev from being encircled. Um, preparing that battle takes all the time in the world, but that is the time that is worth it. And you, sir, personally are fighting. We have photographs of you with uh, AK-47s. You have joined the actual effort yourself. You are fighting Russians. I am a rudimentary soldier at best. I am getting those skills trained and from people that have far more experience than I can ever imagine to have. But the point here is that everybody is soldier now. So everybody has to train, everybody has to get the knowledge on how to best operate, how to best use that AK that is ever present now in the streets of Kiev. And my job is not just that, but also to try and bring things that people need because member of parliament, I can try and organize and that's what I'm preparing for and getting ready for. What do we what do you want the world to understand that we don't right now? I, I feel like there's a lot of not necessarily misinformation, but confusing narratives that are emerging. What do we need to know from your perspective? Nothing is enough. Everything is needed. Uh, nothing is too much. The point is that as far as fighting the second biggest army in the world, as far as getting the uh, the weapons into the hands of the people here to resist the Russians, as far as taking them and finally pushing them out of the country, we very much welcome all the things we are getting from the world that watches and cares, but we need so very much more. And the reality is the Russians are trying to choke us with uh, overwhelming air power for one thing and overwhelming resources they've been preparing to get this invasion get this invasion in place but again the fact that the world cares means a great deal but i hope that the world cares so much more and get to give us the weapons yeah. and the means to try and resist some senior lawmakers and i know you've been in touch uh, your party has been in touch with members of our congress and uh, the idea of a no-fly zone right now uh, forgive me, it doesn't look like it's going to happen. Um, is, does that mean death for your country? How do you feel about that? Uh, there's a lot of resistance. They, they feel like if we start shooting down, if we're part of an effort that shoots down Russian aircraft, that's World War III. 
Well, the reality is that it's a stretch of any imagination. The fact of the matter is we are shooting down Russian planes already, and Russian planes have been shot in the past, for example, by Turkish Air Force during the uh, some Syrian maneuvers, uh, and the fact the World War Three hasn't started. The, the reality is you'll be seeing those images which are shown of uh, civilian residential houses being shot at and destroyed and people getting killed until the Western conscience wakes up and gives us a chance to try at least remedy that Russian instrument of war. The point is that, again, uh, this will only get worse. And the more West remedies the Russian instruments and neuter their power, the better. Mr. Yurash, Member of Parliament, uh, thank you very much. Our best to you, your countrymen, and your president. We thank you. Thank you very much. We will be right back. Real conflict. Real threats. Real heart. Now there's a place America gets its news. Newsmax, where real news for real people. Millions are turning off the old channels. And switching to Newsmax, the fastest growing cable news channel in America. No agenda. No spin. Just the facts. Millions watch us. So can you. Newsmax, we are real news for real people. Well, I'm sorry we're out of time. A lot of fun. Interesting show. See you tomorrow. Stinchfield's next.